Welcome to episode four of the Weekend Shenanigans podcast. You've got Bill, Stephen, and Blake back in uh, the West Side Studios here in Atlanta. Coming to you live in stereo. Hopefully this is episode four, not episode four, part one. It's probably episode four, part one. There's uh, a good chance. Yeah. Well, yeah. Figured, a solid chance. Seeing as we're all in one place, we'd go ahead and record, and wherever it gets split up, maybe it all fits into one episode, but if it gets split up, then great, we've got the next couple of weeks covered, uh, and you guys will all get to hear what we think about a couple of topics, trying to cover a little bit of a wrap-up to bowls. So at this point, we are... Past the bowl semifinals, so most of the bowl games have happened. Just have Alabama and UGA in the championship game left. Roll, Roll tide. tide. Yeah, obviously. Rolling. So uh, that's our analysis for the championship game, but uh, we'll go back through some of the bowl games, where we picked, uh, give you guys an update on who rounded out the standings in our bowl pick em pool. Of course and you want to talk about that. Yeah, of course I want to talk about that. <laughs> Spoiler alert, <laughs> I might have done well. Uh, and then we will go into a little bit of basketball season, maybe even baseball season if we have enough time. Uh, basically, as we move on from football, which is kind of the, the number one focus for our group, I figured we'd touch on some other things that we enjoy watching around town, maybe even touch a little on NFL. Uh, Blake can give us the Saints update if uh, he wants. The Aints. The Aints, yeah. NFC South champs. They are the champs, uh, but the You're still reigning NFC champion Falcons also made the playoffs, so we'll, we might touch on them as well. Barely. Hey, reigning until somebody dethrones us. So, okay. So, bowl games, guys. What did you enjoy? Anything that stuck out? Any picks that you made that are look, look really good in hindsight or that you want to rub in? The only one I got, because I think I've only got one uh, that I picked uh, – out of everybody else, it's Mississippi State. Klanga. Klanga. I know. It just means more. It just means more. And and like I predicted, you know, Jackson's a fantastic quarterback. But if the defense could do something, he had four interceptions. He had too many interceptions that day. The interceptions four killed him. Four interceptions. Uh, but if you watched it, not killed. all of them were his fault. He had a couple that got tipped up in the air that got, you know, basically hand-served by his, his receivers to... Well, as Georgia Tech, uh, uh, we, know, we, we know, know about, that. about that. Yeah, we do know something about that. So, yeah, that was Louisville versus Mississippi State. I had it as the 30-point game. Stephen had it as 15. Blake had it as the, the most confident seven. <laughs> and it was uh, right. He was right on the Mississippi State. What about you, Stephen? What do you have that uh, you, you look back on and say, got that one right, pretty proud of it? Iowa State. Yeah? Would you, did you watch that game? Yes, I actually watched that one. That was your five-point, super-confident five-point game. Super-confident five-point game. Uh, it, it was a little close, obviously, but um, they won. Pulled it out. Last, I think they, I think it was like the last play of the game. They they uh, shut them down. Yeah, that was in the, the Liberty Bowl. So it was, it was a home game for Memphis. So the Liberty Bowl was, uh, yeah, it was an entertaining game. I, I will admit I was not watching it. It was on at the same time as the the Louisville Mississippi State game, so I, I had to pick one, and I, I chose the the Louisville Mississippi State. I game. watched more of the Louisville Mississippi State game, but I think it ended first, and I think I went and watched the end of the Iowa Memphis game. See, Stephen, I thought you would want to talk about Boise State, Oregon. I'll talk about Boise State, Oregon too, because y'all were so on Smurf Oregon turf over here. Smurf turf. Yeah, I told y'all they have a tradition of winning bowl games. 
With they or without through. Chris Peterson, apparently. Yeah. Traditions outstand one person. Well, well solid pick. 27 points, Steven. Everyone else had Oregon, and uh, we were wrong. Yeah, it was my 10 point, you're 16, and Steven had it right, 27 points on Boise State. For a long time, that was the difference in the bowl pool. It was an early game, and he carried a lead for a long time based on pretty much that one game. A lot of our other early picks were in line, and uh, he was ahead by, by quite a bit for a while. So that was a good pick, Steven. Yeah, I had a few that hurt later on, but, um, you know, you never know. If you knew the who was going to win every game, it wouldn't be as fun to watch. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way. I had a couple of great picks that I, I really loved and a couple of bad picks. And I, I think it was that I went contrarian on quite a few. So, like, I had Utah, who, yes, they're weird, but they beat West Virginia. But I got burned with picking FIU and everybody else picked Temple. Uh, same thing with Missouri. I picked them over Texas. That was a horrible pick. But I got Purdue right, and I got Navy right. So a couple of good picks to make up for it that nobody else had. But the one I was really proud of and the one I got the most grief over was the Notre Dame pick. So obviously they came through against LSU. That was a really fun game to watch. I don't know. Did you get to watch that one? It's a last-minute last minute game. Yeah, where, yeah. And, and he should – man, that last play alone, if you didn't watch that. And I'm an LSU fan from Louisiana, my second team. And – those defenders just look stupid. They just look silly. The last play of that game, that Notre Dame uh, wideout just shook two defenders to take it to the house to win. To win. It was a boring game to start, but it did finish a lot better. Yeah, it started off in the rain, so that was uh, it was raining across Florida. So the Outback Bowl and the Citrus Bowl were going on at the same time, and the Outback Bowl was drying up. It had stopped raining in Tampa, and it was starting to pour in Orlando. And the first half was just horrible for uh, everybody in, in in the Citrus Bowl. And, yeah, I'm, I'm watching the, the replay of, of Boykin going down the sideline. There was, what, a minute 28 left. And he probably gets away with a little bit of a push, not one they're really going to call in college often, and goes up, gets a ball that was poorly thrown by Notre Dame's backup quarterback. Not poorly thrown. He gave him a chance, I guess. Yeah, it was a throw up. I mean, I mean, it wasn't like a a perfect pass. No, but it was. He had the advantage. He's the easy big receiver. pass and catch. Yeah, big receiver. But he had the he had every opportunity to catch it, and he did. And then he throws off one dude. And had two defenders there. Shakes the just shakes them both to yeah, the ground. Shakes them both and and goes in for the score. And I remember just sitting there with my jaw open, like. Wow, that was impressive. Because they had more time, but it was one of those drives that, you know, they were gonna have to be really efficient. Right, but he catches that pass on like the what the twenty. Catches on the thirty. 30. Yeah, about the thirty. So it, so they if they stop him at the twenty-five, range, twenty, that's yeah. field goal range, but that's not game winning. They needed a touchdown. Yeah, they needed a touchdown at that point. So. And he makes that happen. So you know, I give that one to you. Yeah, they would have had a chance to to throw it in, but Notre Dame did pull it out over LSU. Fun game. So what do you guys think? Can we also talk about how I was the only person to pick Alabama? Roll Tide. tide. Three-point game. Big, big win for Steven to pick up those three points. Uh, it ended up meaning nothing in our it pool. It ended up meaning absolutely nothing, but correct pick. Yeah. And future national championship. Yeah, hopefully they win the national championship. We'll give a shout-out to Cindy, too, who actually beat us all in our pool. 
And somehow Cindy, she had a couple of, of stellar picks um, and, and really played the weights right. So didn't miss on many of, of the games. You know, picked Temple, uh, picked Fresno State when two of us had picked Houston. Oh, she didn't have 35 points on Oklahoma like me? Yeah, yeah. She, she got that Purdue pick. She and had Notre Dame. She had Wisconsin she over Navy. Miami. Had Navy. Had Michigan State. Like she, she had all the right picks. Picked Wake Forest. 33 points on Wake Forest. That was a, That's a bold move. Man, they look good, though. They whipped Texas A&M. That was a, that was a shit pick for me. Are you all willing to admit I was right and that Wake Forest is good this year? I, I, I know had you him had on him on there, too. You had them in the nine point. It was really more, more a question for Blake. I mean, I'm willing to I'm willing to admit they're better than I thought they were. All right, well, we'll take that. <laughs> putting up basketball scores, putting high up, octane yeah, deeps. Putting it up, putting it up. Let's talk about that Wisconsin game too, because I was uh, taking a little heat on that from you guys last time around, and they came through. They did. I mean, you can tell we had a lot of confidence in it. my nine point game, Steven's six point game. We nobody nobody thought that was a big win, but you like Paul Chris though. Coach, yeah, coach for Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh yeah. He does not like the turnover chain. He he's not a fan of the turnover no, chain. No, that video of him at the end, he had to cover his mouth. Uh, turnover chain. My uh, F and A is. I'm pretty. I'm ninety percent sure. I don't read lips, lead, uh, lips exactly, but it was an F and A. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, Paul Chris not a fan of the turnover chain. Miami did get to break it out what once to begin yeah. in the first quarter, and then. I'll admit I didn't think Wisconsin was going to be able to throw the ball as well as they did. And that's only a sophomore quarterback there. So I'm not convinced Wisconsin didn't deserve a shot at the playoff. I mean, I, I what about UCF? Yeah. UCF too. I think if I were to make an eight team playoff, I'm going with the four that got in Ohio state, Wisconsin, UCF, and I struggle with the last one who I'd put in. It probably would have to be the the winner of the Pac-12, just because I'd want to put all the conferences in. But it was uh, it was pretty impressive by by Wisconsin. They they played pretty pretty solid, pretty well rounded game. What other takeaways do you guys have from bowl season? Other main takeaway I would have is that. Big Ten Championship doesn't matter at all in college football playoffs. Has not, didn't again this year. All AC, all SEC Championship, Alabama shouldn't have been in it. But you live they and you learn, keep on moving, roll tide, keep it going. You know, one thing that I thought was, was kind of interesting is that, you know, they had Clemson 1, Oklahoma 2, Georgia 3, and Alabama 4, and Alabama came in and just whipped Clemson bad. And then, you know, the number game, three. I thought that game was a little closer than the score score let on. No? Alabama took it over in the second half for sure, but it didn't seem like Clemson could ever really move the ball. They were having they were having significant trouble having anything less than a third and long and getting lucky if they could convert on the third down. They it 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 was rough. Do you think that's a product of of Alabama being healthy? Yeah, I think they had a lot of time to rest. They had to play in the SEC championship, so ex- extra rest for them. And that defense coming in and really stepping up to what they you know, could have been all year but didn't have an opportunity to. Okay. Yeah, their, their defense looked good. 
against Clemson. I I, I don't think, I think it, I don't know if they're gonna be able to stop UGA, but Clemson's we'll find out. Still that. young. Uh, yeah, speaking of, of big games. Well, that's that's what I was going to say, and that's what I was saying is my point was just that, you know, so the number four team won in that game, and then you had number two Oklahoma versus number three Georgia, which was a very, very close game, but Georgia won that game, and I just found it interesting that the number three and number four are in the finals. Neither the one or two made it there. And also when you looked at the betting line, both the number four and the number three were – you know, favored in the Vegas betting line coming into the game. And I understand what that means, but I just found it interesting that, you know, the committee had two teams favored higher that ended up losing. Uh, yeah. I don't think, into you, it. I don't think you're going to get a whole lot of arguments out of anybody though, that Georgia and Oklahoma could have flip flopped in their ranking. Mm-hmm. Georgia's only lost. They were going to play each other. Yeah. Georgia's only loss all year long was to, a pretty good Auburn team, whether or not they're top 10 team or top 15 team, like whatever, they're a pretty good Auburn team. Whereas Oklahoma, you know, they, they, they tripped up against Iowa state. I get, it's just not they, quite. They had a lot of close games too, outside of that. They did. They had a lot of close games. And, and honestly, I don't think the committee, you know, the committee got what they wanted, which was the, the sec, all sec alternate universe, yeah. SEC championship game. I think that was the big thing was you had to You were going to put them at two and three playing each other the first round because you're hoping they both make it to the end. Especially when one of them didn't win the their conference or even play in yeah. the conference championship. So that was the thing. You couldn't put Alabama in the top three since the other three are conference champions. And you can't jump Clemson, who was already number one, who handily won their conference. Yeah. So yeah. I still think Ohio State The rankings made shot. sense. But I, I, I still agree that it didn't make sense for Alabama to be number four. Yeah. I, th- I think Ohio State deserved a shot. They showed well in the Cotton Bowl. And I don't know if you heard this. I heard this was a quote. This might not be an actual quote. I've heard other stories. But Nick Saban supposedly saying that uh, you shouldn't be in the playoffs if you didn't make it. Th- yeah, he said that. I, I read an article that it was like, he said something that it should matter a lot about the conference championships and that they should play a factor into the playoff selections, yada, yada. But what I had originally read was like, he straight up said you shouldn't be in it if you didn't win. I thought he said that in reference to Ohio state a few years ago. I mean, that's certainly would have been referenced to would have been Ohio state, but I don't, again, I haven't found the actual quote like video or audio recording so i don't know what to trust well, what, what? reading but still he certainly implied his team shouldn't have been in it as well but my takeaway here they are going to probably win the whole damn thing again my takeaway from some of it is it's just i think the playoff needs to be expanded but i think you're going to run into some problems because it is college athletics quote unquote amateur athletics but you know i mean you look at it i mean it's just like the nfl playoffs or anything like that like you have whoever wins you know, their division, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to end up, you know, but then you have other teams from the same divisions in there as well, even if they aren't quote unquote, the winner of the division. Yeah. What do you think about this thought though? What if we went to a 12 team playoff, just like the NFL and you had the power five conferences, each put a division winner in there Mm -hmm. or pick two teams. I don't care really how you do it. You know, each conference gets two teams in there. And then you have two at-large bids that you give one to the AAC and one to Notre Dame. 
well, Notre Dame probably has to fit into the ACC's, you know, pool. They, oh, they're they, going to join the ACC finally? Well, they align with them on bowl, uh, bowls already. So I think, you know, that if they qualified as a top 10, you know, that would have to be written into the ACC's laws somewhere. But anyway, you give basically two picks to to the group of five conferences. So you have five conferences represented. Then you have the group of five has two bids. Great, you do your ranking system, and you know everybody loves that. There's so much money in the the shows and the there rankings is. and everything like that. And you seed them, and your top four, basically the ones that are in the playoff now, all get buys. Great, so that's a little bit of an advantage. You play the first round. Again, this would eliminate basically conference championship games. They're never. That's why they'll never do it. But you get to play a first round of games instead, which would be. I mean, you think but about a conference how, championship, the conference gets all that money. Mm-hmm. The conference does. Great if they want to still have a conference championship if they want. But they will. Think about how big Wild Card Weekend is in the NFL. I'm just saying those conference championship tickets for the as soon as uh, Auburn won that Iron Bowl, those conference t- uh, SEC championship tickets went off like crazy. Like they make insane money on those conference championships the sec does I'm everyone not sure. makes some money i don't know yeah, the, every, probably everyone sure. doesn't make insane money sure. but i'm just saying there is money there i'm not sure the acc or even the, the big 10 does though i mean when you're putting it in an nfl stadium and the upper deck's half empty how many of those seats are you eating like you know what did you commit to to rent the stadium basically I don't know. Mm. I, I think that a another round in the playoff is certainly warranted. It's on the horizon. I think I think it has to be on the horizon. That would take you to eight teams minimum. I think if you're going to do eight, then you know, do you consider just you know, you win your your division, you're in, just very similar to the NFL. It takes away a lot of this arguing, which again they love to a certain degree, but. You know, everybody, oh, well, if you just move it to a 18 playoff, you're just moving the argument to who's number four, number five, to who's number eight, and who's number nine. Right. Which, you know, if you didn't win your conference, I don't think you have a big argument for I should be a national champ. Like, that's why we got away from the old system where the polls just awarded a national championship to you actually have to play for it. So my, my thought is you go to a more expanded system. You tell people if you want to be part of it, like, sorry, SEC. You want to be part of this, you got to buy in. I, I mean, I think this system needs to change, but I think they're, you know, slowly evolving it. And I mean, look at how long it took them to get to the playoffs instead of announcing a winner or having a one game. You know, I mean, it took it takes it takes time. This yeah. Is, uh, you had the BCS for a decade. You're plus. you're steering, you know, you're steering a cargo ship, not a not a speedster. Yeah, but they do it at every level except for college. Yeah. Well. Except for D1 college. Yeah, that's true. Except for D1 college. Excuse me. So the fact that they can do a, a larger, more expanded playoff at, at the the FBS, or excuse me, FCS level, I just believe that they, they've got to move towards that at the FBS level. Which, great if you still want to have bowl games for everybody else. That's you know definitely cool, and I think there's a lot to that. But with 16-team playoff, 16? I thought you were saying 12. 12, 16, whatever. 16 basically just rounds it out so nobody has buys. See, I think I think you end up having 
buys because you have teams. So even now, right? Alabama had a buy. With not having to play the SEC championship? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really why I want to do away with the championships, too. If you can get in without having to play in one, then they're worthless to me. And if you win one, win, you know, the Ohio State argument, right? You win yours, but Alabama gets in over you. And hell, you know, they probably would have ranked, you know, Georgia over them if Auburn had won. Just depending on how what that game went out, you know? Perhaps. But it is what it is. It, it needs to change, but it's going to take time. All right. East and, Memphis got their national championship again this year. Did they? Yeah. Nice. So Shout one East Memphis. One last thing on the Bulls. Pick a champion. We'll circle back to the UCF win in the Peach Bowl. You guys saw that they are calling it a national championship, right? They should. I, I called it in the thing. I said, that's the real national championship game. Auburn beat Georgia and Alabama, and UCF went undefeated and beat, beat Auburn. Auburn. Yeah. I really liked what their athletic director did today, and you might not have seen it, but he was asked after he had announced, after they had announced that they were claiming a national championship. He was asked on Twitter if he was going to pay out national championship bonuses to the coaches per their contract. Nice. He said, yes, absolutely. He'd already announced it to them. Touche. It's like, good for them. Good for you. Like I am good on you. I'm all for you. If this is a national championship, then you owe Scott Frost an extra $200,000 and his, pay that man his his money. He beat you. I'm, I'm all for you calling a national championship, but you got to treat it. You know, good for the goose is good for the gander. Tough Georgia Tech, though. Yeah. I mean, they won one game in Atlanta this year. guess I'm glad they didn't come up and embarrass us, too. Eh, probably what happened. Let's be honest. Speaking of Georgia Tech, we'll pivot to a little bit of Georgia Tech sports now, seeing as Bulls didn't involve us at all. Not a one. So, Georgia Tech basketball. We're now into ACC play at this point. You guys watched the game yet? We have a team. Watched a game? TV? No. Steve? I went to a women's basketball game. All right. Against Purdue. We won. I saw the women's basketball team. Well, I heard that the women's basketball team uh, took it down to the last possession with number three Louisville at the time, who was undefeated. Um, I watched a little bit of the Georgia Tech-Notre Dame game. I saw we were leading at halftime. Shortly after halftime, I fell asleep because I'm old. And... Um, we ended up losing that game by 10, 11 points. Yeah, the second second half of that game kind of went off the rails. We were up by five at half and kind of went, went down the drain. We're currently playing Miami right now, so no updates on that game during the recording, but hopefully we do well. They're number 15. But yeah, Josh Passner is into his second season on the flats, coaching up the men's basketball team. Uh, senior season for Ben Lammers, sophomore season. The Laminator. For- Sophomore season for Josh Akogi, which he he's still got tons of potential, but I'm not sure it's really all been tapped. I was at a game, I guess it was the uh, preseason scrimmage versus Georgia State, where he dislocated his finger and it came out through the skin, so a, a compound dislocation, and that held him out for about six games, seven games, which really kind of set back some of his conditioning and stuff for this year. 
I'm a little. He was out amount same amount of time for the shoes, right? Yeah. And a and a relaxing vacation to Arizona with a mini pool. Yeah, he was also out for impermissible benefits. So, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Do you did you keep up with that story? And do you what do you think about? Wasn't like 500 bucks or something like that. Something and, along uh, those lines. But he had to tally it up. Like the the ride from the airport to his house was seventy dollars and. Uh, they went to dinner, and for all three of them was a hundred bucks. So there's 33 bucks ahead. You know, I read a little bit about it, and it was apparently a guy that Josh Pastor had a relationship with from back in Arizona. The guy got hooked on all sorts of drugs, and Josh apparently helped him quit the drugs and everything. And they've had this ongoing relationship, and he started giving these guys stuff which is terrible but it sounds like he just got mad at josh about something for josh not calling him on his birthday or something it was and a little dramatic decided to start snitching on the whole program and coming up with all this and it's like i, I don't it sound i mean it, it sounded very jerry springer to me um you know and it sounds like the guy could be back on drugs just doing manic crazy things and so it's just you know i don't know do you think this is the kind of thing that just goes on behind the scenes at most programs and never gets exposed or oh it's going on everywhere do you think it's happening and worse in... probably like it's going honestly, on everywhere and worse and worse oh yeah athletes getting impermissible benefits from from boosters donors alumni fans whatever that's nothing new I mean, that's been college football, all college athletics. It's still all college athletics, and it will continue to be all college athletics. Um, and that's just the name of the game. I mean, there's there's plenty of times they get that, you know, handshake with that wad of cash in or See, that envelope with no cash. That's different than, than what we're talking about here, right? Because it's not a straight payment. These impermissible benefits are uh, benefits – to you as a person, as a, an enjoyment thing, like he, you know, come to Arizona, come stay at my house. He cites $500 in groceries mm -hmm. uh, for feeding them while he was staying at, at their house. Well, that's because like he's like, it's because so he's feeding like, them. It's like, like it's because like, he's like a bitter ex-girlfriend. Bitter ex-girlfriend going to call you and be like, yo, you still, you still got my sweatshirt. That's, you owe me yeah, that's bucks. basically the, what, what this but was. If you, but if you gave her the sweatshirt, that's a direct benefit, right? As opposed to like, an ancillary like, oh yeah, I cooked dinner and you ate some of the dinner that I cooked. So I'm gonna charge, you know, I'm gonna cut six dollars. He's that petty, yeah. Uh, that that to me is just that's ridiculous. But I mean, I I agree it's happening. But it's not the same to me personally as here's five hundred dollars. All right, let me ask you a question. Harrison Butker, butt kicker. After he kicked that game-winning field goal. I would have handed him five hundred. Do you think if he walked into but a I bar? Didn't. Do you think if he walked into a bar the weekend after he did that, do you think he had to pay for a drink? Absolutely not. Exactly. Impermissible benefits. But here's the thing: uh, if as long as every individual person at that bar bought him a drink separately, no. he'd still be wasted. But like everyone gave him five bucks. So that's what we need to do. We need to start buying individual hot dogs and drinks for players. Yeah, yeah. One hot dog, <laughs> one soda. That's two fifty. Like, you're not, you know, it won't, it won't add up. You can't have a news story about that. Um, but you they'll know. still suspend them though. I mean, they're, oh, yeah. if, if they catch you. Yeah, three fifty. Yeah. They, they, there's always, there's always something going on. You know, they were talking about so much with with Manziel, remember? Because his family was just loaded, so he was hopping on and off private jets because his family was loaded. 
but it was always causing such a big deal that you know he was supposedly getting these benefits because he was Johnny Football versus it was just stuff that his family was kind of normally doing. And then you can take it all the way back to when buying a tiger, buying the tiger, Scam Newton, um, LeBron James' mom. Oh, way back when she bought the Hummer for him his senior year in high school. And she just went to a bank and got a loan when she was living in government-assisted, like a Section 8-type house. LeBron James, And they had no money for that, but LeBron James had three cell phones and a brand-new Hummer on rims that his mom got just because it was – she got a loan. That was probably a pretty good loan. I mean, whoever, Zero interest whoever made the loan probably, you know – I mean, they probably paid double what that thing was worth, but – so tying that into Georgia Tech basketball this year, the Jackets went over and started their season against UCLA in China, and that that turned into kind of an interesting international incident with LeVar Ball. Yeah, LeVar Ball happened to be there. His son, uh, LiAngelo Ball, stealing a pair of Gucci sunglasses. Wasn't it Gucci sunglasses? They, I think they stole from the Louis Vuitton store Louis and Vuitton the Gucci store. Uh. And, and one other one. Was that knockoff or was that legit? Louis it was legit. Vuitton, it Gucci. was legit. It was legit. They had they had stopped and questioned some of our players in relation to it. Um, but then they went back and saw that it was not our guys, that it was the other guys. So yeah, UCLA. UCLA got involved. That was you know brought in Donald Trump into you know an argument with Levar Ball about them being grateful for him getting his son not imprisoned in China for a while. It's real, real fun time in college basketball. So no distractions there, but made a huge spectacle out of it. Yeah. Giant yeah. spectacle. But uh, we ended China up not keeping them boys in prison. We're going to let them go. Man, I don't know. I, if I'm in a foreign country. Oh, I, if I'm in a foreign country, I'm also not stealing. Shit. I ain't messing with anything. Cause you never know when they just want to make an example out of somebody. Especially when they got you on tape. You know they got them on tape. Oh, of course. So, yeah, we, we opened up with a loss to UCLA, which I don't think was a surprise to anybody. UCLA was pretty decent Ranked 21 team. at the time. Yeah, and, and we were not. So That was a, it was a pretty close game, right? It was. 63-60. It was yeah. pretty close. Yeah. So, uh, a decent loss to open the season, but things kind of went downhill from there. So, we ended up uh, losing a couple games that we probably shouldn't have. Definitely shouldn't have. Oh, you were about Grambling? Yeah, Grambling. That was the game Man. where we had it and then gave it away. What's Grambling up to? They got they got more than that one win yet? Oh, they had one win at the time. Then they beat us. They have two more wins since. So four win total, Grambling State. Yeah, so that was the game where Ouch. Grambling had a... a Last second shot that actually was a miss that our guys going up for the rebound tipped in. The ball was back below the rim. It was a tip up and in, really. And then we lost that game. So. Own goal. I didn't, you know, I'm going to sound, uh, you know, a little ignorant of the rules of basketball here. I was not aware of an own goal in basketball. Ball goes through the hoop. It's points. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense. I just, I, I guess I'd never seen one or heard of one because it never impacted me directly. So I just... Yeah. I didn't play basketball growing up either, so you know what I mean? I never – I'm sure that shit happens. Sorry. Well, usually more often what happens is some idiot gets turned around on the court and just goes and lays it up in the wrong basket. 
that that happens Ooh. at the high school level. Okay, that happens yeah. at high school level. You just get a lot. excited at yeah at, at the higher levels. What happens is you know people are going up for the rebound and they end up tipping it in or something. You yeah. know when when you're like that. Yeah, when you're up at dunk height already and you can't get your whole hand on the ball, but you don't want the other guy to get it either. You can tip it up and who knows where it goes. This one was two guys fighting over it on the same team though, which yeah, which that's just that's just silly. Yeah, Shouldn't pretty, have. pretty inexcusable. So. Yeah, from there, the team goes and uh, loses at Georgia pretty badly. We've lost to Wofford, which we should have won that game. Lost to Wofford on Another the road. Another close game. Yeah, that one was a little bit of a hangover game. And then we mentioned that they <laughs> lost to Notre Dame recently on the road as well. So that game, again, I you know, I'm not worried about a Notre Dame loss, but it, it was... Because you like Notre Dame. Yeah, you're a big fan of Notre Dame. No, because Fly they're... Because they're your they're number decent, one team. Because they're a decent Still team. Irish. Notre Dame is, yeah, Mike Bray. Not even ranked. What's the little song they got? Mike Bray runs a pretty tight ship. They they have a good team and they play fundamental basketball. So we're tied up nine nine right now against Miami. Good good for Go, us. Going into ACC play, all we got to do is sweep through all those teams, win the ACC tournament, go on, win March Madness. There we go. Yeah. Do you guys think we make? Uh, I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb and say we don't make the tournament this year. I'm going to go out on the, the opposite limb and say we make the tournament this year. Blake, you you want to uh, get in on that? I'm I'm falling on the no tournament side uh, tournament. I'm going to I'm going to fall on the side that we're not going to land on land playing in the tournament. Uh just looking ahead, you know, we got a lot of a lot of tough opponents that I just, you know, given given our record so far, I don't see a lot of faith in. Now, they could change my mind tonight with Miami. You know, go jackets, and uh, and I'll be right back on that bandwagon. But that kind of in- I'm just looking at the records, and if you're gonna put me on the spot, yeah, that kind of inconsistency concerns me though. Like I, I would much rather not win against top 15 teams and beat Gramblings than beat the occasional top 15, or or like last year we beat number three UNC, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you miss the turn, you know, miss the tournament. It's like we need to win the games we're supposed to win. And right now we're not doing that. That's for sure. Yeah. But I'm I'm going to caveat all that with this being Josh Pastner's second year and he's still building the program he wants to build. So I think you know, unfortunately I don't think next year's going to be a ton better. We're going to lose Ben Lammers, going to have to you know put some things together without him. But I think next year we probably should be more competitive, but not all the way there. I think year 4 is kind of going to be my benchmark for for him. So we'll, we'll come back and circle back on basketball in the ACC. And certainly as it gets towards tournament time, we'll start talking about other teams. So keep an eye out for more, more ACC basketball content, more Georgia tech basketball content. I'll be going to the game versus Yale this weekend. So we might have to get on our uh, WSPTA basketball division leaders, Han and Caroline Chang and get them in for couple of spots, you know, special correspondent to the basketball team. All right. So with that, we'll move on to baseball. You guys renewed your baseball tickets yet? No. Don't have them. Never have. Don't have them. Never have. Blake, we're going to have to do something about that. Here's the problem. There's so many games where I'm out of town. And any game I want to go to, I can show up, get a guaranteed ticket for five bucks. Steven, do you have thoughts on that? Got to support the school, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm season fine. You tickets, can just, season you know what? tickets are you know 125 what? bucks you know what, a year, Blake, bud. Blake, you know what? Just just do this, okay? You got your $5 ticket. You got a $125 season ticket. 
just go ahead and make that $120 checkout to the Georgia Tech AT Fund. You can write football on there. Go ahead and mail that one in. And then save your $5. Get your company to match it. For when you come to game. Yeah, get your company to match it. There you go. I'd much rather you do that. So just do that. So, yeah, I did bring this up a little bit to have a conversation around supporting the teams. I think Blake said he, the I think he just shook his head that you can't see that on the podcast, but but he's he's going to get that check in. So did, did you guys – Blake's going in for a season ticket this year, huh? No, he's, no, he's, he's, he's just he, going to – AT funded. Yeah, he'd rather be just sending it straight, straight to the athletic fund uh, for football. Yeah. Yeah, they're all going in the same pot. Oh, no, they're asking, no. For, they're asking for football-specific donations this year. Uh, yes, if you send it into that fund, that's not AT fund. I believe that's a different fund. We can we can look. I send it to the athletic association, but I say specifically Georgia Tech football. I think it's only going one place. I I think they changed it this year where you can now donate to the AT fund, but specify it for football because they're trying. Uh, what I the rumor. Is it a rumor or is it a report? It's a report. It's a report. It's a report. Is that they're trying to increase the football support staff and the funding coming in. And so this year they're now allowing you to do an AT fund donation that goes specifically to. A lot of that is to avoid the implications of the tax bill that just got passed too, because it's not now a ticket donation, which is not Mm -hmm. tax deductible. This is a more traditional donation that is tax deductible. So again, I bring all this up to talk a little bit about supporting the team and, and where, where the team goes. Do you guys have any thoughts around the level of support, the level of funding, the the you know what what we do as a program at Georgia Tech that is different from what other teams do? We don't have enough support. We don't have enough funding. Uh, we what you know our endowment for as a school as a whole is huge, but they just don't put a lot towards athletics, and that's fine. Well, but no There's other no other a, school you you can't take out of the endowment and put it towards athletics. That's I'm saying just relatively speaking. So the, the, his point, I think, if I could rephrase it, is that there's a lot of people who contribute money to the school Correct. in general. But there's a significant number of people who put money to the school for non-athletic related things, whereas at other schools where they don't get a new you know, library, a new Kimmy building, a new management whole quarter in Tech Square, they get – as much money as they want for their football team, period, end of story. They get Nick Saban money. Totally agree. How do we change that? Well, you got to win some football games. I don't think that's true. That's Yeah, it's not totally true. Um, I think the fan experience has to be increased. I say what, I win that Powerball tonight, and they get a big check from me. You got them tickets? I got a Powerball ticket. You don't have a Powerball ticket? You do your own numbers, or you do... It's the... like, nah, it was random. It's the same, same odds. Just curious. Sorry, some people I, I took super- too many. I took too much statistics to waste my time picking numbers. Some people are superstitious. So anyway, besides the win of the Powerball, fan experience is a good, good key. What would you like to see from a fan experience perspective? Cold beer, cold beer for sure. First served in the stadium, number one. Is beer going to be a, yeah. a determining factor for how much you donate? Yeah. How much you? So when they get cold beer, how much are you donating? Thousand dollars. A year? Yeah. yeah. So they get cold beer in the stadium. You're going to buy $1,000 in beer, or are you going to no, donate a $1,000 rent check. check? Done. 
I mean, I'm I'm basically already giving him on that. I'm basically already giving him that right now. Anyway, Todd Stansbury, no, if you're if you're listening, no you got beer. you got Stephen on the hook. That's a that's a firm commitment. I'm I'm already giving them that a year with no beer. Right, I'm saying, but you've got to no, but it. you got to yeah, that's on top of oh, your okay. tickets. Like you still got to buy your tickets. Okay, let's do it. That's what I'm saying. What other things can you think of? Um, I think the fan, I think the fan experience needs to be enhanced, and, and what I mean by that is, is more than just you know cold beer. I mean it's just the the whole experience from from the get go. You know, I think that and and this is going to hit directly back to us. I mean, I think the tailgate experience has to um be better. How does the school influence that? What could be better? I I've been saying, and I think um uh, you know they're trying the they're trying with the the tailgate village. And some of that, they're trying to bring that in, but it just, there's still, there's a, a disconnect there. It feels too corporate. But, you know, when you go to visiting schools and you see how they're doing and everything, and I realize every campus is different. I realize Georgia Tech has some challenges being in the middle of downtown Atlanta. We don't have the luxury of a great huge field right next to our stadium like a lot of other schools do. And we have some, you know, we can't shut down North Avenue to have a game. And let people tailgate on North mm-hmm. Avenue when we have a game. What if they did that? That would be awesome. But you see, I mean, at other schools, they do shut down some streets and they let people tailgate on the street. Like, I don't understand why Techwood doesn't have more than just RV tailgating. Like, why can't half a Techwood be sold as spots that you back into instead of parallel spots? Because it's a wide road. Just sell one half of it down, going by all the freshman dorms all the way down. Sell that as back end spots for tailgate all the way down the thing. I think and that's probably some more around there. So that's probably a factor of pedestrian access, and like you'd literally not be able to move your car until thirty minutes. Yeah, but I mean, you're choosing, but you're I mean, choosing so, to do that. Yeah, but but like yeah. here's the thing: is, they, they say you'd have to be there before dangers, a certain time. There's some dangers to that. You had to so, be there for a certain time. They had to be early, right? Because they're not going to let you in after a certain point because there's too many people walking around. And you're also probably not allowed to leave that parking space for you know they, hour after the game. You know, some something they that do might it, be excessive. But they do it at Clemson and they do it at UGA on yep. all the streets right around there. They shut them all down. It's and it's only half and they let you back in half the thing, and that's just what they do there. And I mean, I realize that their campuses are significantly different than ours in in some ways, but I mean, I, that's that's why I say that idea is because I've been to you know, Clemson a couple of times, UGA a few times, and, and that's what they're doing, you know? Um, and I think that it, it, it has more people tailgating. And also, I mean, they've probably got three times as many people tailgating than we do. Um, but you have more people in a more centralized location. So it feels different because it, it, you know, it feels like there's more people there and there's more synergy and energy and- around that and i think that's maybe a factor right is like having a central point to tailgate that is the tailgate spot and 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 i haven't been there but the grove assume you've all heard of the grove like that is mississippi state i mean no ole miss ole miss ole miss ole like supposed to be just insane like i've heard condensed party i've heard it's bad now I've been hearing that it's bad, but but it's because I'm it, just saying. But like it got it got there's a out point, of control. right? It got two out Once of control. Once upon a point where yeah. it's like there's a, this is the place to be. Yeah. Everyone should be there. It's gone very corporate, very yeah, like you're talking well, about. That's not surprising, I guess. But like, but that's out. my point. Is like once you have like a spot, like where you know we've even moved multiple times 
uh, in our mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. tailgating at Georgia Tech. And and granted, I think our current spot is the best and is relatively uh, dense tailgate. Yeah. Like people around us, everyone's everyone's tailgaters, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's not a it's not a significant number of people. And I, think I think it's because there's, there's lots of little spots there versus kind of a more central area. So that's one. You know, second thing I think is they got to do something to get the student body more engaged in it. You know, our student section will be empty at times, you know, and it's just uh, the, the, if the students aren't there and filling it out. How do you get more students to show up and come back? If I knew the answer to that, and it was like a guaranteed answer to make it work, I think I think I'd have a different job. Yeah, I just I struggle with it because I I was trying to think back about did I miss a game my entire college career? And I think we're a little bit of you know we're not the normal normal folk. You know we love football, we love tailgating. We love the whole experience, so we're, we're a little bit of the outlier. But I didn't miss games. I missed a bunch. Yeah, I went to more games now than than before. And it was just um, it was just a matter of me not having that core group of people to go with every time. So there was a lot of games where you know other people I knew that were into tech or going to tech or whatever, if they weren't going to the game and I didn't have a group of people to go with, I didn't see a purpose in going. Sometimes, sometimes hmm. I would go. What do you think would have changed? So you, you know, core group is kind of hard for Todd Stansbury to build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm not saying that's. I mean, I just this is my experience. But, but how, I mean, how, what would no? Have I mean, I think drawn I think, you in. I think because they've done some things at basketball games where they do giveaways and you know drawings and competitions. Like I, they were giving away a forty. Yeah, they're giving away TV. TVs and doing all sorts of stuff at basketball games. I, I think I think it's just they just have to build more hype around the program in general you know you don't see it's a little bit chicken in the egg though right yeah yeah there's i mean it's definitely that i mean you know win wins always help yeah and obviously winning a national championship draws in everything you know that would get you all the walmart fans that does you know all that kind of stuff but i, I gotta think we've got some more opportunities at a grassroots level to build a brand, build, you know, build that kind of, you know, sense of belonging that the students want to come to the games and when they graduate they want to come back to more games. That I think Todd Stanford Sperry is trying to do and I, I hate to pin all the blame on a couple of, of mediocre uh, athletic directors, but Dave Brain and, and Dan Radakovich really didn't really seem to have their hearts in this job. And honestly, Babinski moving on to Purdue, it seems like it, it was kind of a run out of town scenario. So I'm happy to have a guy like Stansbury in to cover, you know, cover that post with somebody who understands Georgia Tech. Speaking of people Agreed. who understand Georgia Tech, we lost one on the defensive side of the football team. Ted Roof out. See you, Ted. He's now the co-defensive coordinator. Replaced. Yeah, he's now the co-defensive coordinator at NC State. I see what you did there, Steve. Mm-hmm. We also mm-hmm. lost his son, uh, which isn't a huge surprise. Not T- shocking at all. Yeah, TD's transferring to Indiana, so hope for the best for him. Kind of stinks that 
your dad gets fired after your freshman year. That's it's rough to have, you know, the kind of loyalty to a you know tech after that. I totally understand him trying to move on, but it does open up. They they shingled him out. Man, it's bad, Ter- terrible, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, roof puns. <laughs> the roof's on fire. I mean, fired. <laughs> so anyway, that did open up a spot on the defensive side of the ball, coaching, and uh, supposedly it has been filled. Although all the details haven't come in on that yet. They haven't Breaking released, news. They haven't released all the... Yeah. You the heard it here and, first, folks. Yeah, we didn't hear it here first. <laughs> I think uh, Kelly Quinlan is probably where I heard it Kelly first. Kelly Quinn? Kelly Quinlan. So if you follow Kelly on Twitter, he's the beat writer for Rivals and does a great job with this kind of stuff. I'd recommend subscribing to uh, Rivals. He, he's do you subscribe? Money. I do. Oh, wow. I just read his tweets. I don't subscribe. Sorry, Kelly. So, anyway, hopefully a little bit better on the defensive side of the ball going forward. Hopefully. Yeah, I think Nate Woody's got a chance to really make some improvement. He comes from App State, and in their bowl game, if you saw, they shut out Toledo, which was pretty darn impressive. Solid defensive game. So, hopefully he, he supposedly brings a more aggressive style of defense, which... You know, if you're going to lose, I guess go out guns blazing. So while we're not going to talk about the national championship a whole lot, we will move to big games coming up in football. We'll talk a little bit about the NFL. So Blake mentioned earlier the Saints did win the NFC South. So oh, Yeah, thank you to all the uh, wonderful Falcons fans cheering on that game in, in the uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, since that uh, that propelled us in the South champs as we lost to Tampa Bay and that's the right way to un, go into the un, playoffs. Uh, un... <laughs> Losing to Tampa Bay is like the number one way to go into the playoffs. You know, and but I will say this: the the play of the weekend was that Alvin Kamara mm-hmm. run back. If if you didn't see it, you really should go back and watch it. His uh his fake out stutter step on the way out and his 106 yard kickoff return for touchdown was nobody's going back and watching impressive impressive everyone should watch it you really should it'll take 40 seconds out of you i I saw it but nobody's gonna go back and watch that yeah everyone should this is gonna come out a week and a half after that happened yeah it's fine (laughs) still go watch it (laughs) all right well while we're talking nfl who who are your picks to go (laughs) like god that has his like screensaver on his phone probably does (laughs) man if that was in if if your screensaver on your phone could be a gif it can can it? Yeah. Man, you're full of shit. You gotta get iPhone that X. iPhone X, bro. Oh. You get them emojis that dance and sing up. with you. Put put it on your phone. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised Steven went with the iPhone X. I had to cash out. He, he didn't go with that like, let me get that used phone. I have I have a... Bruh, <laughs> you tell laugh. that story. No, no, no. Hold on. We're going to talk about phones for a real second. <laughs> Steve, tell a story about how you ended up with an iPhone X instead of an iPhone 7. Because I had bought a used iPhone 7. <laughs> of course you did. Because my used iPhone 6 that I had bought, the battery was finally crapping out. Shout out to Apple for slowing it down. Who, who'd, uh, you, who'd you buy it from? Cindy. So then Cindy, I bought, Cindy's basically I bought a, a used phone dealer. Well, no, I bought, this, I bought a 7 from somebody else. No, yeah. Who, and a friend of a friend that lives in Delaware. Got a guy who got a guy. Delaware. And shipped it to him. 
Do you, do you know they, the name of the person who sold it to you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I know. Him. No, you don't I'm, have to say the name. I, mean, yeah, I know. Him. I, just I know. Make him. sure this wasn't like yeah, no, no, a friend no, no, of a no, friend. No. Like, yo, Blake. No, I wanted. No. I wanted him to say Delaware. I wanted him to yeah. say it was from Delaware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shipped it down here. They shipped it down here from Delaware. <laughs> um, it took two weeks to get the phone unlocked because T-Mobile was the slowest on unlocking this phone. Well, first off, there's and. Then we, um, T-Mobile initially denied our unlock request because they had submitted it, and the person who owned the phone, their billing cycle was on the 19th of the month. And so we submitted the unlock request before then, and by the time they got around to it, it was on the 20th, and T-Mobile said, oh no, you owe us money for your monthly bill, so we're not unlocking your phone. The first day you owe money. So yeah, she had to go pay her bill, then we could unlock this phone. So after that, I discover that the phone is uh not even going to work on Verizon. Yeah. Because Apple makes two versions of the iPhone. Sure did. One you bought works, the wrong version of the iPhone. One that works on all four of your major carriers. Yeah, one that's the other CDMA one that just one works. GSM. There's one that's Verizon, Sprint, T-Mobile, AT&T, and this other one's just AT&T and T-Mobile. This one's just AT and T and T Mobile. So after all that, couldn't even use it. Couldn't even use it. Did you? Couldn't even did use you it. resell it? No. So now. Not yet. Wait till he hawks it to you. <laughs> so now. <laughs> I'm on that cricket, man. They even support an iPhone? Yeah, it's AT and T. I just went down to the Verizon store. Cashed out on an X. It's a tight looking phone though. Drop that stack, huh? Yeah. Well, no, I'm I'm on payment plan now. Because <laughs> when you're on the payment plan, you can get a new one every year. So yeah. I'm about to get a new one uh, next month. Next year, this time, I'm walking in, slapping it down, giving me the new one. Financing keep a phone. it going. Yeah. They don't give you any discount whether you finance it or don't finance it. So. Yep. They, Except you get a new one every year. They do. No, they don't. It's called Cricket. They don't, Bill. All right. So, anyway, we were talking about something. That story had me cracking up at lunch the other day, though. So. <laughs> Once you went down that path. Blake, who do you think is going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl this year? Ooh, NFC? Let's start there. Falcons. Uh, so, I, I, I want to say the Saints because I'm a big Saints fan. But for the realist in me, honestly, believes it's probably going to be the Rams. You heard it here first, folks. The by Rams? The time, by the time this is cut up and published, Blake will not have an NFC representative in the Super Bowl. The Rams. Yeah, Steven, good luck with that. Steven, you who, go play the Rams. The Rams. Steven, who you got in the Super in Bowl? In L.A. For the, the Falcons. The NFC? You, you're going with the Falcons, huh? Yeah, I'm rolling Falcons. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm going to go with probably an unpopular pick. I'm going to say the Vikings. I don't like the Eagles. No one likes the Eagles. No Carson, no Carson Wentz hurts. Nick Foles has done well. Yeah, he's Nick Foles, though. But he's not He's not Carson Wentz. At least not Carson Wentz this year, at least. But, you know, Minnesota's defense is something something to be impressed with. I've been impressed with them. Like, they will shut you down. So that's a that's a decent pick. I also like them because it's at home for them. I, I think there's a little bit of motivation to go home for the Super Bowl. It'd be the first team ever to play in their home stadium for the Super Bowl. 
Just something to ponder. So, yeah. all right, AFC. AFC. Yeah, who you got in the AFC, Blake? You're gonna be boring, aren't you? You're gonna go with Pats. Tom Brady's a goat. <sighs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard not to pick the Pats don't just yet, because. Don't yell. Don't yell. That's just how I talk, Bill. You're, you're yelling, Especially Blake. once I'm a few beers in. Um, <laughs> Drinking diesels tonight, too. Yeah. Y'all hadn't seen Blake stack over here. He's got a Blake's Ballast got Point heavy beers. something, a Sweetwater IPA, a Sweetwater 420. And what's the one in the chamber? Yeah, what's the one in the chamber right here? Creature Comfort. Yeah, Creature Comfort. Yeah, he is just he is on those that's, diesels tonight. That's like the equivalent of like a 12-pack of Miller Lite right there in those four beers. It's good and sh- he brought them all over stuff, in his new beer sleeve he's got. Yeah, he's thanks, got Ryan. A little, a little six pack sleeve. Shout, shout out to my brother for my sweet six pack sleeve. <laughs> Does he listen to the podcast? Uh, he will after today. I'm gonna tell him. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna shout out. What's coming? <laughs> I just got us a new uh, follower. One more listener. Hey Ryan, how's it going? Also Sk- shout out Skinny Blake listening out- to the podcast now. <laughs> also shout out to Blake's headband he's got on right now. Yeah. You'll Your hair's to, getting long, man. You'll need Someone's to text me a picture. Back. You got a picture of that you can text me? Mm-hmm. We'll, yeah. put, the, we'll no. put that up on the Twitter feed. Someone's got to hold the hair back. Hair's getting long. You need... It, Blake is really going diesels, okay? <laughs> he's growing out this mullet. He's he's drinking heavy beer. He's about, he's about to be Who Mr. Diesel. Mr. Diesel. Like, when did you become <laughs> a hipster? Mr. Diesel. Mr. Diesel. So they call me. Man. <laughs> Old floor. Back I, can't, I, can't say a whole, I can't say a whole lot about the hipster. I'm sitting over here drinking PBR Tall Boys. Yeah. Bruh. I'm polishing down the end of my Mountain Dew Baja Blast yes. on this sober January Sober kick. January. Man, why do you even... I love how Bill equates over January with puzzles, and Kelly was like, no, I just want to do puzzles. I'm still drinking. Well, that's because <laughs> Kelly's a badass. Um, she I also got... loves puzzles. Yeah. So who who do you got AFC, Mr. Diesel? Oh, yeah, AFC, AFC. Um, you know, it it's hard to go against the Pats, but honestly, I think it's going to be Pittsburgh. Steve? Chiefs. Chiefs? Chiefs. That was one out of left field. I was not expecting Chiefs. No. What? Chiefs? Uh, what do you? You what like? You, the you like Tyree Hill? Like, is that what the deal is? Yeah. Yeah. Bruh, Hill and West carried me to the finals. And butt kicker. Butt kicker. Well, butt kicker solid. Yeah, I mean, I. He's I, going to the Pro Bowl. I like the Chiefs. They're lit. He might be playing in the Super Bowl instead. Hopefully. If Steven gets his way. But I mean, it's gonna, All right, who know, you got in the AFC? Take that hell to the Falcons. Man, it's really hard to go against the Patriots, isn't it? It's very hard, but I choose to. Oh, should I just go like way off and just you know say screw it to the you AFC? You should pick go, who go with, you are gonna pick for the AFC. We'll go with we'll go with the Jags. You aren't Jags. going Bills? Nah, that's you. I mean, that's your name. That's you. Nah. You you got a, the t- photo of you with the tattoo. The photo of me with the Bills tattoo is pretty awesome. That's what I'm saying. So we were we were out in Vegas for Blake's bachelor party. This would have been in. I think I still got that photo. Okay, you can put that, that on the Twitter yeah, feed we'll too. Put that on the Twitter feed too. <laughs> we were uh, out in Vegas hanging out at the Link. Shout out to the Link. Link's Link's awesome. DJ Leopardhead. DJ, DJ Leopardhead. Leopard oh, he was on the DJ ones and twos, and there was a dude with a giant tattoo, shoulder blade to shoulder blade, that said Bills. <laughs> I photobombed, like, snuck up selfie on it. It was pretty awesome. Pretty stupid. All right. 
Who you got winning it all, Blake? Saints. Yeah, you. So you got Saints, Steelers. <laughs> no, um, because because no, you said the Rams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rams yeah, and Saints. Steelers, the Steel Rams. Who yeah. you win? Who's winning? The Rams or the Steelers? Rams. Steven? <laughs> Who you got in winning the Super Bowl? Falcons, rise up. Falcons winning the Super Bowl, coming back, no curse. Twenty-three. Shoot, man, if they what win twenty-eight-three, they win twenty-eight-three. Are we not allowed to make that joke so, anymore? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, now nah, I don't know if Julio's really healthy. He he was limited in practice this week, so Julio's limited in practice every week. It's true. Uh, I'm not going with the Jags to win the Super Bowl because that's just ridiculous. So, they can't have nice things in Jacksonville. Yeah, by default, that puts me on the Vikings. Which, again, not a bad pick, in my opinion. If Case Keenum stays healthy, and they got Teddy Bridgewater in case he uh, gets injured, like, their defense is good. I, yeah, I, th- I think they're a pretty well-rounded team. Man, that reminds me of the time we were up at Cherokee for my bachelor party watching NFL playoff games. Like you were just up in in Murphy, right? Talk about Murphy, bro. We need to go back to Murphy. It's under construction, but what kind of construction? What, what are we talking? They're building out the the front entrance and some of the like hotel section, so it doesn't have all of its full amenities. I would guess we weren't staying there. We just went for the afternoon. How much closer is it to Atlanta than Cherokee? An hour? Um, from Atlanta, it's it's. It's closer, but not by a lot. I think it's less than that. It's probably like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. You can look that up. Um, in overall, the casino is smaller. How many craps tables? I think there were six. It is an hour and 58 minutes. But there were three open while we were there. That's a good amount. Which is, that was the thing. It's like, yeah, Cherokee has eight or ten. Cherokee but when have is, you ever seen three or more open? Cherokee's an extra 45 minutes away. Yeah, Murphy's totally worth it. If here's the here's the problem though, if you can't stay at the hotel right now because it's all under construction and all that, like all the land is still being developed, there's not like a hotel across the street. Hmm. The hotel across the street from the from uh, Cherokee is sketchy. One of them. The one the one they gave us for free was yeah. sketchy as hell. I agree. Yeah. But it was still when, a free hotel. That's what happens when you get a free hotel when you're already in their car on the ride up there. Yeah, basically. <laughs> when you decide at the pool in the afternoon, it's time to go to the casino. Cindy, you're driving. <laughs> Thanks, Cindy. Shout out to Cindy again. So, uh, yeah, I, I think a Murphy trip's probably... Murphy, Murphy's uh, definitely solid. And the penny slots are lit. I won $150 jackpot on a penny slot. Steven, what weekend are we going to Murphy? Mm-hmm. You're the one getting married soon. Which means we got to go gamble, right? That's a rule. Much. That's a rule. I mean, we did go to Vegas. <laughs> so? That was just I'm down. Just a warm up. Speaking of speaking of gambling, I'm going on a cruise, my first ever cruise. Ask me how excited I am. How excited are you, Bill? God, I don't want to go on a cruise. I mean, it sounds terrible. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. It should be fun. It's for my brother's bachelor party, so we ponied up for the all-you-can-drink and all-you-can-eat. and well, Aren't all cruises all-you-can-eat? We Apparently, we got the specialty meals, all the, all the steakhouse we can eat. 
Mm. Oh, that's pretty tight. Yeah. Like I said, first cruise. I don't know any of this. Following along. Shout out to Pepe and Richard. Just signing us up for shit. I'm just saying, I've I've been on a whole two cruises my whole life, so I feel like I'm more experienced than you in, in one thing ever. 100%. And uh, it's all you can eat. Hold it's, on, hold on. Jot this moment down in time. Yeah, just jot that one down. Mm-hmm. It's all you can eat. Now, all you can drink is a whole different level. If you got an all you can drink package, yeah, that's lit. It's like 200 bucks. I was like, do it. 200 bucks? Woo, that's a steal. That's that is thought. a steal. That's what I thought. Is that just the uh, all Bud Light package? Or? No, it's anything on the on, anything on the ship. Uh, no bottles of wine over forty bucks. I'd have to pay for those. Not too worried about that. What else should I know going on a cruise? Well, I was gonna say sneak your own booze on, but apparently you got an all you can drink, which. Uh... Yeah, no, no need. There's a Johnny Rockets. Sounds like Cherokee. So, yeah, it's not like Cherokee. Cherokee. You're gonna gamble. There's a Johnny Rockets, but Cherokee can't, isn't all you can drink. You gotta buy your own stuff there. Is Murphy that way too? Murphy's that way too. Steven, you ever been on a cruise? No. What's the closest you've come? To a cruise? Yeah. Probably floating around on a pontoon boat somewhere. <laughs> no, no, no. In um. In middle school, we went on a class field trip to Savannah, and we went on like a dinner boat cruise. Dinner boat cruise out of Savannah? Yeah. All right. Anything else we want to cover about football? So, if Nick Saban and Alabama beat Georgia in Atlanta, do they get a fiddle of gold? No, but they do get the SEC championship title. What is this like W W E cage match? Like you take the person's belt. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a ladder match to me. They're gonna, you know they're gonna have WrestleMania in the bends at some point. Yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna drop the belt down through the sky hole. <laughs> yeah. With a helicopter. So let me ask you this then. Yeah, Blake. they do get the SU championship title. Blocke. When the Falcons beat the Saints. Well, that ain't gonna happen. Do they get the You're NFC the Rams South this title? Weekend. I already predicted that. We but I'm saying, though, let's just say, do they get the NFC South title? No. Why? What's what, what's different? Why is it not WWE? WWE. Because they get the NFC title. They don't get all the un- underneath titles, too? Sure. You can have the NFC North title. So, <laughs> <laughs> you take them all, you're unifying the belts. <laughs> yeah. Unified belts. Unifying the belts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get the NFC title. Then I'm, like, yeah, I mean, I think so. Alabama gets to be SEC East champion, SEC champion. Kind of for it, Big Twelve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'd be the Big Twelve champ. Uh, they're also the ACC champ already. Yeah, they're all they're already the ACC champ. They already have that belt. Yeah, <laughs> I did not what realize. If, what if they made belts for that instead of trophies? You know, and like the Alabama the, has the, one, dude. No, 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 no. Alabama Why? has one. And then the and the they coaches a... had to wear them. And like when they won, they had to like walk and out Georgia's in the middle those... of the field and hand it to the other. Yeah, coach. Georgia's got those shoulder pads, the turnover chain. <laughs> you beat Miami, you get the turnover chain. Oh, they sh- you saw Wis- there's like Wisconsin fans that had chains with big W's. Yeah, everybody got the chain now. That's lit. I'm all for this idea. This might be the best idea we've come up with in a long time. Championship belts, and you have to hand that over. Yeah, you have a team like. 
icon that like I, I guess they got. So let's put them in the cage. Do they have to go back to their rightful owner at the beginning at, at the end of the season? They I mean, UCF Duke is and, um, uh, SEC West champs. Yeah. So, so you think Nick Saban's gonna be coming out there like Money Mayweather with all his belts, just yeah. just stacked up, and his assistants toting him along, yeah. and all that he ACC belt over one shoulder. <laughs> you think he, you think you think he'd go like Stone Cold and like get him like customized for him, be like the rattlesnake? Speaking of Stone Cold, did you see that UCF kid who got up on the uh, the bench when they were winning and just like clapped together two yeah uh, power raids? Did it strip Stone Cold? Stone open. Cold. Boom, boom, and then just housed him. Missed it. Totally love it. It was yeah. awesome. It's yeah. a great gif. He probably drinks Diesel's Blake. <laughs> oh, for sure. Dude, it's stone cold. So, again, thanks for listening, uh, and, and give us a follow. Give us a rate on iTunes. We'd appreciate uh, any feedback and any ideas that you guys have for upcoming Don't episodes. Don't forget to subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. You can find us in the App Store on iTunes and on Google Play. So hit us up there and uh, hit us up again on Twitter. That's probably the most consistent place that we post. And, uh, yeah, have a great day.